0: I, I always try to switch up the uh, the music to intro these uh, podcasts, but for my next guest, I picked it day one. That I had her on my show, and I just want to have it uh, over and over, this song, Introducer. So uh, Jamie Kirkbride, the personality mom, welcome back to this podcast, keeping with Alex Garrett. Thank you, and I love the music too. So uh, <laughs> I know it's been a tough stretch for you, and, and I don't know if you want to weigh in on it, personal life and whatnot, but uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. And trust me, I know because my mom and my dad were there from the very beginning when I had needs that had to be met and born with one leg. I know what that's like when a a parent's love is tested at a very early age. And, Jamie, it's Valentine's Day, and why don't we start there? I mean, the love you have for all your kids is great, but I know for one, you know, it, it was... It was put to the test because he had some issues growing when he was younger and now recently. I don't know if you want to weigh in on it, but it's an interesting story that you told me off the air and his recovery. Sure. Yes. Uh, Actually, Alex, we
1: are just on the other side of a second skull surgery for our little one. Um, He was diagnosed with craniosynostosis and his skull was basically fused shut, not allowing his brain the space that it needed to grow. So at 10 months and then again, just recently as he turned five, um, they were doing repair work. The first surgery to open up his skull in hopes that it would then grow closed and allow his brain space and then finding out at five that it Had not grown that protective bone back, and so then basically having to make a 3D cover for his brain. So, yeah, we've we've had kind of a tough stretch, but things are going well now. And I sat just this morning helping him write his little valentines for all of his friends. So
0: well, tell me about that. Obviously, it's coming up, and you have eight kids, and they've all gone through the Valentine's Day magic. You know, getting one, giving one. any advice for new parents or parents uh, in general? Well, How do you celebrate Valentine's Day with your kids? You bet. You know, we try to do some special
1: things. We have seven kids and then one that's actually been married into our family now. And so we always try to make Valentine's Day kind of special. Obviously, my husband and I have our you know, ways that we celebrate by a date or cards and gifts. But every Valentine's Day, I've tried to make a point of giving a small box of chocolates and a special T-shirt or a devotion book to our kids. And that way, they kind of figure out that the holiday and love and celebration of love includes them. And it's kind of a family affair, not necessarily just romantic love. And so we really try to focus on growing love as a family.
0: Do you feel like there's so much pressure at Valentine's Day that doesn't even need to be there? Because I think as we all get, you know, more mature and more older, it's not about the gift so much as it's about being there for your loved one. And not just Valentine's Day, but every day of the year
1: absolutely, absolutely. You know, I mentioned that we were just doing Valentine cards with my five-year-old this morning, and I think it's a great um, kind of a representation of maybe what we feel with Valentine's Day sometimes. You know, they see the Valentines in the store, and it seems so fun to, to pass those out to their friends and, you know, give candy and all this, and then you sit down to do the Valentines, and oh my goodness, if that isn't a stressful event, and they realize they have to write each one of their friends' names and then write their own, and for those that are just learning to write that can be an arduous task and oftentimes in doing something that they thought would be fun they end up shedding tears and you know I think that's kind of representative of love you know love can look fun and sound fun but it takes a little bit of work and it takes some effort and it takes some trying and you know drying the tears and getting back in there and trying again and so I think that's actually a pretty good representation of love in real life.
0: And Oftentimes I know that there are also people that hate being single on, on Valentine's Day. Obviously most of your life now you've been with loved ones around you. So um, for those who might need a little encouragement around this time of year with Valentine's Day and with, with winter still here, what, what's your advice for those that are you know not with a partner? Uh, right absolutely
1: now. you know I don't think that the focus needs to be a romantic love I think if we look around us we can spot all kinds of people that that need to be blessed or that need love in their lives and so maybe if we're feeling like gosh I'm one of those people that aren't attached or I don't ha- have someone naturally that I would maybe extend love to on this special day I'm gonna find that person whether it's somebody in church maybe it's a child in the community maybe it's somebody in an, an older folks home you know maybe it's a neighbor down the street that I think a broader scope perspective of love is really important and looking for those small ways you can bless them maybe it's a handwritten note maybe it's just going and giving your time to somebody some of those gestures of love are inexpensive and they don't necessarily take a lot of time but they communicate a really deep message of love and care to
0: others and I think honestly it's a little daunting because everybody's in their phone and and whatnot but Uh, No, and you look out in the streets like when someone looks up at me from their phone and gives a smile. That means a lot because, you know, my girlfriend's not next to me or my parents are next to me. But at least someone out there other than close family, you know, thinks enough to look up and say hi. I think that's meaningful in today's technological world absolutely
1: i agree with that it kind of makes you want to send them a message if you just knew their number right <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely yes and, and that's the reason why we clicked at the uh, national publicity summit because you had this energy you had this willingness you had the icon you had everything going that said i want to stay connected and okay. i really do feel like sorry but i feel like every valentine's day um the or every time every year it's like we're getting separated by our phones and and clearly with eight kid with eight kids, seven and then one in marriage you you can't put you can't be on the phone because you've got all your family and so i think even people who may not have that extended family should be off their phone as well this time of year
1: that's right i think if we put our phone down phones down we find meaningful ways that we can connect and relate and i think in those ways we end up finding friendships or connections such as the one that you and I found from New York to Wyoming, that we can keep alive. And we don't have to see them all the time. We just know we can pick up the phone, we can shoot an email, we can shoot a text message. And in those moments, we catch up with each other. And I think we, we totally underestimate the value of just setting down our phone and finding ways to just send a blessing into someone's day.
0: And that leads me to my next question. God is there he does exist and i know that we share that also in common the belief in him right Uh, if there are people that are not you know with someone or whatnot maybe thinking about how god has them on the earth for a reason is a valentine's day gift of in and of itself wouldn't you say
1: Yes, I think that's true. You know, I think we were all created with a purpose, and I think we were all created with love behind that. And so I think, you know, finding our purpose, finding the plan, finding why does He have me here, kind of keeps us central to being in God's presence. And I don't think you can be in God's presence and not feel loved.
0: I totally agree, and I think that the why we're in sort of a darkness period right now is because more people are are veering away from that light and thinking it's all about themselves i was talking last week because i just lost my grandmother mal a couple weeks ago oh i'm so sorry and she was 89 and she's now no longer suffering so i i'm thankful for that i think god uh takes people home when they when he when he wants them back there i just have started to develop that idea as i've seen the elders pass on before me but i was saying a lot of people today want to know about their legacy but Really, it has to be about the legacy of those gone before us, the love that they showed us, we have to exude that in our everyday lives.
1: Right. Exactly. I think some of sometimes we find our own purpose by maybe observing what some of the people around us and their purpose has been. How did they give to people in their world? How did they extend God's love to others? How did they extend God's love to me? And I think sometimes when we look and we watch those people that have mattered in our lives, I, I think of my grandma, as you mentioned yours, you know, she had such a positive outlook. You know, her, her thing was always tomorrow's a new day and you can make more f- fun new friends tomorrow. You <laughs> And I think we take bits and pieces. Pieces of those things that are passed down from legacy and they become things that we can continue to pass down
0: and and I'm sure you're you're doing that and and the kid and your kids saw from their grandmother you know love and, and whatnot. Uh, so with that being said, I know that you have a big family and how do you and for the adults in the room, I guess you'd say, how do you guys how do you and your husband stay? passionate to keep the spark flying with a you know with a big household uh that you take care of
1: absolutely you know i i would say first of all it's important in parenting that you keep the parent relationship a priority it's so easy with busy schedules kids activities sports schedules School things, extracurricular activities, even just the tasks of parenting and discipline and daily needs, it's so easy to think, well, whatever time we have left, we'll see what we can do. And I have found over the years that it's in those stretches where we are purposeful about setting aside maybe, you know, an hour or two weekly, or maybe it's, you know, 15-20 minutes at the end of every day, deciding How can we reconnect? How can we catch up on what's happening but not just do details? How can we go deeper? You know, I know for a lot of people they have a lot of success with weekly date nights. We struggle to pull that off, but, you know, maybe even shoot for once a month, but find something that can keep that a purposeful priority. And then I think just making that investment each day to catch up and know what's going on in each other's lives. You know, they say the best gift you can give a child is to love your spouse. And so I, I think it's so key and so so important that we don't forget that you know it's easy to kind of skip over that and be like oh i need to be everything my kids need but they need you to have that secure marriage they need you to have the, you know be able to model love
0: well let's talk about that for a minute so did, did you ever find your kids as they were growing up say even on valentine's day hey you know i've seen how precious my the love is between my mom and dad and i i want to do that as well? Like, did, did they ever mention to their friends as they were when they were younger? Oh, look at my mom and dad. They, they love each other so much. They ever have those kind of conversations?
1: I hope they are, Alex. I know we've embarrassed them a time or two with a little bit of public displays of affection, <laughs> whether it's a hug or a kiss and then being like, oh, my parents are always like that. And we just laugh and we say, you know, we hope that that you know that love is important. Love is key. And we hope that you'll take that with you into your marriages.
0: And the other thing is that uh, I can't not ask about this, but there is a political specter over everybody's head every day. And I hope that doesn't ruin Valentine's Day for anybody. But how do we just check out of all that and really make time for those that we love?
1: I think it kind of goes back to putting down our devices closing the computer laptop and getting off the phones, it does, it surrounds us everywhere. And I think it's another thing we have to be very intentional about that we say, you know what, we need that time that we disconnect, that we unplug and we plug into those things that are lasting, things that are eternal, things that we can relate with, things that we can invest in. And I don't think that we find that so much on social media. I think we find that in face-to-face communication in relationships and in really understanding each
0: other and for you personally i don't know if you get into politics uh in your household or not but i also think when the time is right those conversations are important to have as well that is a form of love because Mm -hmm. if you have those conversations you're not just shutting out the world around and you're not uh shutting down other people's views which is also important we're shutting everybody else's down everybody else's views down all around us which is not healthy uh on a week such as valentine's day especially
1: you know, I think that's, that's true, you know, I think when we love our child, when we love our spouse, when we love our neighbor, when we even love somebody that maybe has different political views, we understand their strengths, we understand maybe the struggles of their position, and we understand what do they really need from me in this conversation. And sometimes it's not agreement, sometimes it's just to understand their point of view even though yours differs and so I think that's a, a respect and an understanding that we need to work to kind of extend to others, you know. We don't have to engage in conversations only if we agree and we don't have to walk away from conversations in agreement. We can walk away and say, you know, that's an interesting perspective and you may feel totally different but still keep that respect for their, them as a person and that they have their own position
0: and that's important now do your kids often talk about what they see or what's being talked about at school I feel like it's on people's minds even the little ones these days
1: yeah you know they do I, I would say even our grade school students will come home and talk about things that have been in the news or things that maybe a classmate referred to and you know sometimes it's questions tell me more what does impeachment mean or you know, sometimes they want us to define something sometimes it's like well why would somebody do this or why would somebody not do that or you know this the conversations we have at our dinner table are pretty interesting and you know we may not always agree but we have some great conversations
0: that's important and uh, i hope that you you guys are inspired listening to this to keep on having conversations because you know it is it's not a cliche anymore you see people at dinner they're literally at with their phones in their hand and not talking to anybody that's a real thing that's not even sensationalized by the media
1: that's right you know at our at our house we have a no phones at the table rule and when we go out to eat, it's no phones out of your pocket. And our kids are accustomed to it and they stick by it. And it was kind of funny, Alex, but our kids had gone on a school um, sports activity trip and, and the whole team was traveling together. And I heard later from parents that the boys had said, hey, everybody put your phone in the middle of the table and no one moves it till the meal's done. <laughs> so, so it was, in, you know, kind of a silly, fun way they could impart to their friends, hey, let's connect, let's talk, let's save that for
0: later. Well, and not only that, uh, not only that, Jamie, it shows that they're listening to you guys, which is even more important.
1: Well, thanks. I I hope those messages will be lasting.
0: (laughs) And I just think that we're coming into this week, which should be like filled with actually a lot of excitement. It's a a four-day weekend because we have President's Day off, so that's a huge thing too. Right. And yet we're coming into this week and people are still battling each other and it's just like how from your shoes, from the personality mom Jamie Kirkby, how can we put away all that vitriol, and also, why can't we continue the loving air beyond one day like what what is it in human in our human nature that prevents us from doing that
1: mm-hmm. you know i I think there is in each of us this innate sense of I wanna be right. I want to I know that the track I'm on is the right track. And in some ways there is one track, but in other ways there's perspectives that we just need to kind of take into account and I think personality actually allows that. It allows us to see if, if we're visiting with someone and they are very staunch in their perspective and they are very loud in their approach, maybe understanding, you know what, this isn't about me, this isn't about my perspective, but that personality feels very strongly about things and they communicate it strongly. You might have another personality that, that you know, is all about being right, and so maybe they have a lot of facts and details, and no matter what you say, they try to come back at you with, with details that kind of refute your stance, and, and maybe instead of fighting that or thinking it's against you, maybe having that grace to say, you know what, their personality is all about the details, like they have analyzed the situation forwards and backwards and we can still disagree but it doesn't have to be a personal attack and I think no matter what your personality is realizing that those we deal with may very well have an opposite personality and I think we just really need to work on extending grace grace and understanding
0: and I I I truly believe that now you have a very cheery voice Jamie and it's every time I have you on it's a pleasure to have you but I've got to say beyond that cheery voice And with the time you've been in, how have you been able to keep love in your heart through all the, the stress you've been doing? What, how have you been uh, guided through this whole process?
1: Oh, well, thanks for, thanks for your kind words. And you know what, this is, it, it's it's a challenge. It's hard. You know, I was telling somebody the other day this last year we just came through was probably one of the toughest years of my life. And I've actually been through some pretty big and difficult things in my life. And I think the thing I just kept coming back to was trying to find joy and you know, Alex, you and I agree on this. Joy is found in being in God's presence, and it's not something we can find on our own. It's not something we can conjure up on our own. We can't work hard enough to be joyful. That joy is truly found in the love and the peace and the joy that God extends. And so I've really had to make a point of each day spending time, quiet time with God, there were days where I could read my Bible, I could study, there were days I listened to music, there were days I read some devotion books, and there were days where I just had to sit and just be in His presence, and maybe I didn't even have the words for what I was feeling, but just to be in His presence. And for me, that is where I find that refreshment, that's where I kept finding that ability to go the next day and the next day and the next day.
0: Well, and uh, I hope, uh, where can people, if they're inspired by this message, where can they come and find you for your blog? I know you do a big blog, and you update it frequently, and I'm not sure if you've written about this latest journey you're on, but if you have, where can people find your wisdom and encouragement? You bet.
1: It's online. You can go to parentingwithpersonality.com, and you'll find my blog there. Um, I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Personality Mom. So look me up in any of those places, and I always love to hear from people. So drop me a line, and I'd love to connect.
0: And we will uh, definitely make sure that uh, people know about that. And and one more thing, any last piece of wisdom and encouragement um, that you've been holding back from us uh, when it comes to Valentine's Day, when it comes to really gratitude and true love toward your loved ones
1: you know i think my closing thought would be this it's important that we continue to extend love even if what we get in in return isn't exactly what we want that i think we can help set the tone if we be consistent in what we give others and not have the judgment be that their response has to match ours
0: and I think if we don't have that expectation, I think that'll be helpful for us, because then we're not stressed about, well, why do we get anything back in return? Yeah, and exactly. That,
1: and that's—it sounds easy, but it's kind of hard, you know, to put down our expectations and just give without any expectation in return. But you'll find that you are, you know, not so easily disappointed when you do put down those expectations.
0: And that comes to, you know, love It it. Love isn't about being narcissistic or e- egotistic. You know, love is about putting the ego away and not expecting something because you did something. It's about continuing to give and that's give right. and give and, the, and give. I mean,
1: That's right. And the truth is relationships are hard. Marriages are hard. Parenting is hard. We go through tough seasons and then we go through easier seasons. So no matter where you are, just extend the love that God gives you to extend and leave it at that.
0: Amen. Hey, uh, Jamie Kirkbride, uh, thank you so much, and please keep us updated on your journey that you're having with your son. It sounds like a pretty traumatic event, but you guys are pulling through it, so uh, keep us updated, and uh, thank you. whenever you got a thought you want to talk about, come back on, and we'll have you. You bet. I appreciate that. Thanks a lot, Alex. Thank you, Jamie. I'm Alexander Garrett, and we will talk to you soon. That was so good, uh, oh, Jamie. good. Well,
1: you do great.